0: Here we are. It's your music is bad. And you should feel bad with Matt and Blake. Welcome to the cast. You bastards.
1: <laughs> I'll rock and roll at the beginning of everyone. <laughs> it's part of the contract. But I think I left it in. <laughs> I, I am Matt. You are Blake. <laughs> Mike Portnoy, the drummer of Dream Theater has rejoined Dream Theater after like a lot of years. I don't know exactly how many years. I think maybe like 16 or something. Uh, It was Was really sixteen. I didn't think it was that long. It was in the. I should look it up. Yeah, I I remember also hearing it being like, "Wow, it's been that long." Well, there was the
0: COVID years in there, and that time frame doesn't count. Yeah,
1: that's what (laughs) made no sense. When time passes, and yeah, and nothing happens. First and foremost, uh, like I am hesitant to entirely give a shit. Don't get me wrong. I have I have several reasons why I think it could be a positive development. Um. But also reasons to think that it won't necessarily affect my life in any significant way. Mike Portnoy left Dream Theater 2010. He left in 2010, so it was 13 years. The story goes that he felt like the band was kind of stagnating and that maybe they should take a break and recharge their batteries. And the rest of the band was like, no. And he was like, oh, well, then I guess I'll just go do some different stuff. They were like, okay. I, which, from a business perspective, may have been the right call. Creatively, I think creatively, Mike was right, but I would he, say for yeah, sure, yeah, not even because honestly, even close. There was, there, one of the, you know one of my reasons for not being overly enthused is that there were several so-so albums before he left, and I don't think ne- his yeah. joining is necessarily going to give them a bunch of new ideas. Well, there's certainly been nothing
0: uh, original, creative, all that interesting, just at all since he left yeah. so uh his influence completely out of the band they did nothing to move forward yeah. so maybe back will be better there, I mean,
1: there there's it could be. a chance like i'm not i'm not really on hope possibility so. like um i don't expect anything like super amazing but a little bit you know back i don't even want to say the pocket cuz we usually use that we reserve that for toto and for but a certain kind of pocket it's a, dream, it's a yeah, different, it's a different pocket. pocket it's more of a, more of a i don't a know pocket. A bucket? there's a pocket there's a dream theater pocket and uh <laughs> it's like the weird little watch pocket it's not like right? the regular it's a pocket. It's, pocket it's different a specialized pocket <laughs> but i would think it would be a bigger pocket like a more like you said like a bucket like it's it's an overly oversized um, pocket
0: it's a five gallon <laughs> pail
1: my biggest issue so mike mangini is a very good drummer he's a really really good drummer i saw him back in the day with steve Vai. And part of the reason he was so excited to get the gig in Dream Theater is that he had been sort of bouncing from, like, guitar guy guitar to guitar guy or whatever, basically a sideman. And this was the steadiest gig he had over a really long period of time. And it was, you know, you get 13 straight years uh, playing with this band. Uh, but also, you know, it very much became John Petrucci and Jordan Rudess's band in This time, as evidenced by them uh, alone composing Dream Theater's worst album, The Astonishing. And back when Mike was in the band, it felt like he and uh, JP were sort of the dominant forces, uh, even if there was, you know, a, so, a certain amount of contribution from everyone else, uh, especially after uh, Kevin Moore left. They both, I think, creatively and sort of organizationally were, were the leaders. And so then when Mike left, it was like, oh, well, it was kind of just John's band, but then, you know, Jordan gets a certain amount of whatever. Cause he you know, plays all the notes and whatnot. The last time I saw dream theater was on the images and words anniversary tour. And I figured there's no way they can mess this up. There's no way this won't be great. It's images and words, right? It's classic. And I'd seen, I'd yep. seen them a few times, yeah. before, even before that with Mangini, it was fine. But for some reason, this was the worst dream theater show I had been to. And there was something really like boring about it. And I think my suspicion is that they were playing to a click and that therefore, you know, when you play everything suddenly perfectly at album tempo and that isn't what you used to do, it's weird and and it feels weird and it's it feels slow.
0: That's oh, how you get out of the bucket. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. spilled the bucket
1: in the computer bucket and that's that's not as good um
0: so so uh, to to that point actually um because i did a little digging around too because rumor mills and whatnot and various drummer things um so yes mangini played with a lot of different people been around a long time known as this super incredible tight technical Mm -hmm. drummer right not a pocket guy maybe not a bucket guy Tight hits all hits all the beats blah, 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 doesn't fuck up um the scuttlebutt is he physically can't do that anymore oh, really? that's that's i i know we've heard a couple of different things that we're going to talk about why he's leaving i heard a lot of people say if you watch any of the more recent uh Mangini performances him live he's he's out there short arming it alligator arming he can't reach physically hit all the things and that's got a lot to do with this departure and if you're this incredibly technical drummer and suddenly it's physically hard yeah that maybe you got to try to play to a click just to get yourself to keep up because you're yeah in pain so i don't know i none No, this right. is hard facts the other um, the
1: other side of that is i did hear like i didn't i didn't see it myself but somebody said they saw like a, a solid clip of him sort of like losing the tempo and where uh, jordan rudess had to turn his ridiculous rotating keyboard stand around to face him and kind of like direct oh. him or sorry conduct him as properly as the, remember, hit right, him with the right. rhythm stick <laughs> exactly hit him with the rhythm stick um, the ru- the rumor I heard, and I am going to tell you my source, but then I'm going to edit it out because I don't want I don't That's yeah fair. gotta present my that. sources. And apparently, they're not doing well financially. Like the last couple tours, last couple albums didn't sell well, which is interesting because the hype you hear from Dream Theater fans. I mean, I certainly felt the last album was just like like just nothing. No surprises, right? Uh, I mean, nope. he he played an eight string for the first time, and you still couldn't tell because he's done other tuned down stuff before. It didn't really didn't matter. There was no like you had to listen like, oh, is this the eight string track? I think so. Uh, it that didn't even matter. It was just like same same old. It's band. the same exactly. old,
0: same old. They're a not very progressive progressive metal exactly. band. And that
1: it's but you'd hear online, people be like, oh, it's so good. They won a Grammy. And like, but I, but the thing I was thinking is in the streaming age, if you convince yourself an album is good, but then subconsciously, you know, realize it isn't, you're just going to sort of stop listening to it. And back when you used to have to buy albums, it was too late. You'd already bought it, and they would be like, oh, no, you love it. Too, we have your money. It's like, I don't care if you're listening to it anymore. We have your money. But in the streaming age, <laughs> count streams that's like how they do charts and stuff now and regardless of how much it actually pays out it's a significant metric and so if people are actually listening to it and then kind of like just like i listened to it once just for science and then was like yeah i don't need to listen to that ever again uh so
0: i i didn't even listen to it, it i'll be honest i kind of haven't in yeah, like no, 10 that's years fine. that's
1: probably the correct move again Same i i'm a, a masochist yep. so i'm there too it just kinda I just kind of gave up on yeah, them which is exactly. what we're talking about i haven't about. gone to see them on the last couple of tours either so uh i would not be surprised i did i didn't think that was the case from the online buzz but now it may kind of makes sense and i wouldn't be surprised if the the people saying it, it, who actually liked it are the people who were the few people who are still listening and still enthused and then everyone who doesn't care anymore just isn't even talking about it It's just like there's a new dream theater who knows who cares you know Um, Mm -hmm. so that would be a perfect reason that combined with Mike, uh, playing on John Petrucci's last soul album and them doing liquid tension three, which was all uh, super boring and like, uh, it would make sense that the time had come for them to cash that check. And, you know, cause the, oh, Oh, the other part was that supposedly it's so bad that the label was pulling support and like wasn't going to give them money to record the next album and stuff. And so they're going to be like, you can record it yourself. This is all extremely like fourth-hand hearsay, but I would not, and they, I'm sure they will get a boost. You know, the question is how long the boost will last. Of course. Yeah. Um, and. Well, and will this
0: coincide with the new album? Will, will there be, will Portnoy be involved in the writing of said new album? Will it right, matter to right. fans? will, enough people care at this point. Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know how go. long it'll
1: take, but I'm sure they'll do it, and they'll immediately, you know, they had already announced it. I'm sure they'll immediately go to, you know, record something. I would almost be surprised if, I mean, Man, Genie has a solo album coming out, and that was announced, I saw that. like, practically Clearly the same been working time. on it. So it's possible yep. they already started working on something. That would probably be the smart, like wouldn't surprise me in any way shape or form yeah hey hey
0: we're gonna do this but maybe let's not yeah. officially do it while we work on all this shit in the background and then we're ready to go hey by the way surprise and
1: yeah, here's an and album. the only kind of reason not to would be to try to keep it quiet but like if you're the way they usually record it's like yeah it wouldn't necessarily be hard to keep it from leaking or whatever um mm-hmm. so that's a strong possibility um yeah, like, you know, it would be nice if it was better. I wouldn't mind if if the click thing was because of Mangini, then I might be tempted to see them again, because I don't think Mike yep. is going to play their <clears throat> old material that way. And while I'm sure that he'll play a few tracks from the Mangini era, I would expect the next tour... First of all, I'm sure whatever new album they do, they'll play way too much of that. And then... They'll probably play a few tracks from the less good Portnoy stuff, but they'll you know there's no way that they're not going to play a solid chunk of classic stuff, and it might have the energy that they were lacking when I saw them play Images of Fucking Words, and it was fucking boring.
0: Oh God! After this uh, announcement, all I saw was uh, Metropolis Three oh, or yeah. whatever the whatever three three. Give us yeah, more, more of we want. The, the thing idea. now, so
1: I almost want them to do it. Yeah. Just yeah. to see how bad it would be. Because it would be <sighs> like, what, are they going to really like... The second one wasn't even really a sequel, like, conceptually. They just were like, let's take the the words we said in that other song and map them onto...
0: No, there were, there were ma-
1: themes, musical themes, Map them onto themes, the plot kind of. of a Kenneth Branagh movie uh, oh. that was not that, that big. And, like, to do a sequel to that sequel would be it would, it would almost certainly be as mediocre as mind crime 2 but i i kind of want them to well, do well i mean it for the, for i'll, the I'll take
0: i'll take all of this over more of the um the alcoholics anonymous oh, yeah. well, stuff luckily there's the, only the shattered two, fortress i don't
1: i don't need right. any more of that luckily that was there's only 12 steps and good. they already did all of them so hopefully that's oh, God. done don't don't do them
0: again right? don't like don't relapse yeah.
1: no relapse tracks
0: or, or maybe relapse <laughs> to the good shit. Relapse farther. Right. I don't know, does Dream Theater need to take up drinking? There's a lot of bands that got well, clean and sober and got also Fort terrible Way's at the, the same sober time. one.
1: Petrucci has, is, I don't believe is, because I believe he's behind the, their branded whiskey. um, which oh, was sure, sure, yeah, this yeah, whole thing. Which, again, that was the one yeah. that I was never going to try, because it was like, 200 $200. Um, but that this one dude on youtube did and uh okay so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I was trying to think what else what else to say about oh yeah so I so I sent you this clip which is mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, finally free the last track on scenes from a memory uh metropolis part 2 and it's known for being this it's it's sort of a drum solo but it's like a well used drum solo it's like the outro of the song and in it portnoy starts playing a lot of fills and uh it's you know if you were like a a, a drum nerd and a dream theater nerd you, you would know it as like a significant uh again it's not exactly a drum solo but it's sort of functionally and musically kind of is one because everything else kind of keeps repeating the same part and he kind of just starts to gradually go off and go off more and more and more yeah, a
0: drum showcase exactly, exactly. maybe and I, also, yeah. I
1: think it's a pretty good one for for his style of drumming oh very much And this video, which I will try to include in the show notes, is Mangini playing that section and then Portnoy playing that section. Now, to be fair, Portnoy's playing it on the Scenes from Memory DVD, and Mangini's playing it very recently, but, like, I wouldn't expect Mangini to play that part exactly the way Portnoy does, but he did claim in the early days that he was going to, like, really be true to Portnoy's parts or some crap like that. This was very not true to what Portnoy was doing, and...
0: It was maybe a tenth of what Portnoy well, was doing.
1: <laughs> while some of it was very technical, it was very like untasteful. Like there were parts oh, in God, there that yes. were like polyrhythms but... that were like so far out that you were like, What are you doing? This is not helpful. This is like ruining, killing the groove. Whereas Portnoy was like, as far as out as he would go, it see it kinda like, you know, it works. It had it ebbed and flowed. It kinda it drove it
0: right again you're still playing right. a part of a song and it's, it's the, not a solo you can't just dick around off into nowhere it's the outro
1: like to the album it's the coda it's sort of like and it worked like that it kind of drove that repeated part towards the end of the song yeah it exactly. hits the themes
0: which that's that's the thing That's exactly
1: the whole thing and man genie's was bad and it was yeah real he was bad. like well oh, i'm fucking around a uh, fast shit but like you were like but it's it's so bad and it's so doesn't fit. And again, like there's parts that are really syncopated when Mike plays it and um some polyrhythms and stuff. But hit but Bangini's polyrhythms were like I mean, take it so far out that like, yes, technically I am still on the beat, but it is awful and you don't want to hear it.
0: It also had absolutely
1: no yeah, groove. Exactly. That's the key. It not really, even a little
0: like, bit. Killed the groove. It it had no it, feeling. In a, in a live recording where you're doing a lot and the band is playing and you should presumably be playing with them, it has no feeling. You're you're the drummer. You have you have to have feeling, or you're, or guess what? Your music is bad, and you should <laughs> yes. feel bad. It's, it's the, the show. The title you're the show. You the Don't be the line. show. That's the, yeah. I, I have to.
1: So exactly, exactly, I and um, and it really highlights uh, Mike's part in the original because he does manage to you know get crazy get syncopated but still keeps that. in fact again it it adds to the groove it kind of drives it forward because it kind of keeps coming back it's like goes in and out and uh mm-hmm. and because like here's the crazy thing about this is like i really didn't i guess i haven't even thought about them with mangini in a while other than the last album and that stupid uh, elon musk song that won a grammy for some reason mm-hmm. which i assume that just means they paid somebody off like, I didn't have anything bad to say about him other than that Images Words show, which I didn't completely attribute to him. Although now I'm, I wonder if that might be why they would play to a click and have have to play it at, like, album tempo. But, yeah, this is starting to really highlight uh, some of the issues. And I'm kind of like, okay, good. Let's get Mike and back here and see what happens. Can't hurt. Maybe you get one good one and, out uh, of it. Hurt.
0: That's the. That's exactly the thing. Let's let's give it a try. See yep. what we get.
1: And sometimes you know you get you get lucky. You get one one more good one before they're they're done. And uh, I'll take a good it won't one. Be bad. Don't mind it. They're getting older. Wouldn't it's fine.
0: It. Whatever. I don't know what these guys are gonna do if they aren't Dream Theater. I don't think these guys are gonna really like go off and do significant solos that and are gonna make Pichichi any money.
1: solo stuff. Rudess does solo stuff. Rudes does solo stuff but is it making money less money for these career projects but a little bit well that was that was the thing back in the day before dream theater hit their like financial stride which was about the same time that they got creatively uninteresting they they would do side projects. every sort of like significant prog band would do all these side projects together and the, the the story was that they made just enough money a little bit here a little bit there that it all added up to not having to get a job and although not for all of them some of them had jobs and there was the, the things like oh do you, can you believe it there's band you like still has a job and so no i don't think they would do as well just doing the side projects
0: well i don't see these guys showing up as as studio oh, no, guys they're not gonna make toto money uh no. in the studio no. putting in and the also, work there's
1: not the same kind of demand for that i mean honestly i think with portnoy coming back in they'll, they'll probably do well enough to like eke out a few more albums and then they'll get they'll get old anyway and then they'll probably just like i mean i can't imagine they don't have money unless they've just been frivolous they yeah, it away yeah. like because they were yeah. doing well for so, a while for sure and yeah, they lost
0: it all in the whiskey they probably maybe. lost it
1: all on the astonishing and trying to do like a whole that could be tour that was just the astonishing and then they probably didn't recover from that and then add covid and uh yeah i don't know
0: Like, well, I guess as long as they don't put out a disco metal record,
1: which leads into the other topic we wanted to get into, we can transition to it, but just, you know, this gonna be like a separate episode, but that's fine. I'll, I'll leave that. Okay.
0: Maybe we should leave that for the other episode. That's that's fine.
1: I'll put that at the end of the dream theater episode. And then it'll be like a T like, check out the next episode where we talk about disco metal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That checks out.